Welcome everybody to Real Talk with Casey and Jojo. What's up, Casey? What up, Jojo? Uh, hello. What's up? So <laughs> I, we are huge fans. Okay, huge fans. Um, you're the author of this amazing book, The God Design, right? Uh, Elevation. We have that one too. Amazing, <laughs> amazing book. And then I've she's read, but I've started your newest book, uh, The Cell of Life, mm -hmm. right? And I just I, I want to tell you thank you because. Um, like I know our journey and I'm so excited to hear about your journey and kind of the path that you follow that led you exactly where you are to the, in this moment. Um, but kind of getting into it, like what, where, where did this journey of spiritual awakening begin for you? When, when did that happen and just kind of freestyle it and, and just let it flow. But first of all, everybody, Kelly Marie Kerr. Kelly Marie Kerr. <laughs> Sorry, Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to see you. Um, wow, yeah, I mean, it's been a long, cool path for me. I was kind of first introduced to God as a child. Um, I was in religious schools and um, my parents um, were fairly strict Christians. So, you know, Christmas was always about the Jesus story and Easter was always about, you know, the cross and hot cross buns and all of these things. And I always felt like, why on earth? How could any, any person send their child to be sacrificed, even if it was for all of mankind? I just never fully could accept that as a literal story um even as a child um but i didn't i don't think you know as a child like what your questions really mean you're just very clear on you believe some stuff and you don't really believe other things and then as i got older um I got more and more into yoga because of my acting and dance training. It's always like yoga is used as a way to release the ego for acting and go deeper into method acting um, practices where you, you're taking on a character more seriously. Um, and obviously in dance for just, you know, flexibility and core strength and all of those different things. Um, and in my church life, um, a lot of my Christian friends couldn't accept that I was so, that I loved yoga and that, you know, I was so deeply into it. They saw it as um, something that was sinful, something that could potentially lead me off of the Christian path and um, the church that I was in at the time um, was they had a very strong um, kind of mantra, if you like, that they would push on people about not needing any other texts apart from the King James Bible. So if you even mentioned, you know, reading a yoga book by whoever it was almost like oh you know what are you doing you're opening the doors to um other forces yeah. the only way you know to heaven is through jesus and all of these things and i mean i knew from doing so much yoga how 
great it made me feel and how um, clear my mind would feel at times and how I'd really just feel like the love bubbling up. And it was really from them trying to put me off yoga that made me go really hard into finding a way to show that actually yoga is okay. So I just did more and more research into the background of yoga and where did it really come from? And um, there was a couple of Christian yoga teachers, um, one uh, Rhonda Jones, who is incredible. She's from the States. I was doing one of her methods at the time. And I think she was the first person who I came across the Essenes through. And when I heard about the Essenes, I got really excited. The immovable light race that practiced yoga and vegan eating and all of these things. And it was around a similar time that my church was doing uh, February fast where every February we would all like fast from something, whether it was social media or technology or some kind of sugar or caffeine. And I, because of, again, because of the yoga and the Essene influence, I decided to do a full fast and go all the way like Daniel in the lion's den vibes. Um, and it was when I did that, that I started to connect so many parallels between yoga and the Bible, the book of Revelation specifically. And around when I was fasting, uh, like I've always had very vivid dreams and I've always had like certain messages coming through or promptings that I would kind of understand as being, you know, the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it but back then that's what I used to refer to it as you know I've had a prompting from spirit this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it mm -hmm. um and I started having dreams I started hearing the word seek vision and I was like seek vision what on earth does that mean like I think I'm seeking I <laughs> don't really think I'm doing much else other than seeking to be honest um and then I, the passage, um, Matthew 6, 33, kept coming through all the time. It was everywhere I looked, those numbers as well. Um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And I, you know, I felt intrigued, like, well, what else will be added, you know, um, as an actress um, and someone who was writing for the industry, um pitching sitcoms and so forth um I felt like that was my journey I felt like I would somehow break it in the tv and film world and would use my voice to tell some kind of stories that would be helpful for people that were I don't know seeking God I guess um but it turned out that wasn't what I was supposed to do at all <laughs> um so then through just lots and lots of dreams and synchronicities and different things. Um, I just carried on with the Essene yoga. And then one night, I, um, which I now know was when the moon was in Taurus, which I had no idea of at the time. 
I went up to bed and I was just not really in a, a, a deep mood or a contemplative space at all. I was just kind of going about my daily routine and I sat on the edge of the bed and then out of nowhere I just felt like what felt like electric going through my body upwards like an oil or just I mean I actually get goosebumps when I talk about it because it was so incredible I mean it was scary in a sense of I didn't know what was happening but it was amazing in a sense of I knew it was good and I didn't want it to stop my husband is not um a Christian he's not particularly spiritual like at all so I didn't mention it straight away to anyone um all I kept thinking was oh my gosh what what's just happened what what was this wow I immediately started writing stuff in my journal and as I started writing I saw I started having more and more clear visions just flashing up like a blank YouTube channel and a website that had the four creatures from Ezekiel very clearly there and just lots of different things. Um, and it was almost like just a download of holograms, if you like. Um, and I just, I wrote down as much as I could remember and until it basically like stopped and I just passed out and fell asleep. And then the next day I just felt like, oh, wow. All I could think about was what happened? How do I share this? This is incredible. What on earth like is going on with me? But also, who do I speak to? Because right. <laughs> the church already think that I'm, you know, dabbling in whatever. And my husband's so mainstream. It's like not so much anymore. Like we're years down the line and we've come like a long way. <laughs> really cool. But then like, wow. Um, yeah, really didn't want to, him to think I completely lost my mind. Um so I just started, one of the things that I saw at the time was blue oil going upwards against gravity. Um, and another time when I was just coming around from being asleep, like a few months later, I saw the oil again and it was like going up my walls towards the ceiling. And I was like, what on earth is this blue stuff that's just like rising? It's really cool. And I was looking at all the different etymologies for the word blue, all the different languages for the word blue, trying to relate them back to the Bible, trying to think of all the different words that are used for oil over the years. Like, where is this blue oil? How does it relate to Jesus? Because I, because of my upbringing and everything that I knew at the time, all I could think about was this was, you know, biblical. Yeah. Um, so, I kind of got a bit disheartened because I couldn't really find any answers, if I'm completely honest. And then um, one day I was just looking at emails and I um, saw like, oh, your recommended YouTube 
videos and it was um john st julian and <laughs> jim carrey nice. talking about um the anointing of christ or something like this and i put it on and there's john and he's like oh you've got to watch this clip by jim jim carrey and jim carrey's like oh and you know there's 33 vertebrae in the spine and there's like the kundalini rising and i'm like Oh my gosh, this There's is so wild that's rising. <laughs> me, me, me. Like, this is it. Oh, wow. And I'd already had some pieces, like with the revelation um, symbolism that was coming through with the chakras lining up with the churches and this sort of thing. I knew that there was some like inner stuff happening in the Bible, but it was that final piece for me that made everything really finally like clear if you know what I mean it was like it had all been building 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 and it was all fabulous and I knew something really amazing had happened and I felt great but it wasn't until I had that final puzzle piece that I was like oh yay I know what this is now and then you're like, like bridging the gaps between yeah. all the things that were separate and you're like no it's connected yeah literally yeah, it's so it's so cool to hear hear your story because I, I was telling Joanna like everyone that we've talked to about their story it, it's been sort of different not really similar to ours and I feel like your story resonates with me and us deeply because that's that's kind of what happened to us as well you know we she grew up Catholic you know I was Protestant specifically uh, Pentecostal holiness which is very kind of out there in my opinion um, no disrespect but you know, we grew up in that environment, but we never, it never made sense, right? Like I could never, you could never answer a question because the question always either was ignored or just don't worry about that, right? And then, you know, as, as I'm reading your books, you know, Elevation and tying it back to the Bible, you know, with Revelation, amazing. But as I'm reading it, it's like, this makes sense. Like my soul doesn't refute this, right? Like I, it, every question that I have out so far in my journey, I've been able to find an answer, right? And you know, you've been such an integral part of that, just the way you present the information. Because I'm a science guy, <clears throat> I like to know the science, and I love the way you know. I've, I've, I'm only on the first, second chapter of the Cell of Life, but you know, you're talking about war. So, like, how old? How old were you in, in Revelation to when kind of you had the Kundalini experience? How how many years was it before you know the manifestation of your first book? Like, what was the timeline on that? not long I mean that kundalini awakening that I had literally changed my world like I can imagine yeah my ability to maintain or keep and inform remember information <laughs> from one day to the next day literally it's insane. Like I wouldn't have been able to write the God design before this awakening wow. happened. Like, I mean, I guess I would have been able to, but it would have just been such an arduous process. I don't know. Um, I think it was only about 18 months altogether. Wow. Um, and so many of the pieces just turned up as I needed them. 
I mean, because a lot of the time I didn't even really know where to look specifically. So it was just always such um, serendipity or synchronicity that was just helping me along the journey. And I found that especially with books and piecing information together, um, I was just suddenly able to recall things from like where they were on a page that I'd read like a few months ago. And I definitely couldn't do that before. Um, it's funny because a friend that I have now advises against like talking about your awakening too much because, you know, you can allow the kind of ego to get too yeah, involved. For sure. Yeah, I can see and that. So I don't, you know, try not to, I guess, you know, take the route of being like, oh, yeah, you know, you've got to do this. Yeah, for sure. Give you superhuman powers. But for me, I genuinely like my abilities, like improved across the board. So, I mean, intellectually, I just wasn't an intellectual person in that way. Like, right, right, right. The stuff that I was writing before the God design was all fiction, although it's weird because some of the things that I wrote about with a writing partner years ago have kind of come true. So I don't know if that's just we manifested them into being or whether we were kind of downloading the future without realizing it. Fair enough. And time is not linear, so it could right. be either of those things or both. Yeah, and I think it's it's amazing because it's it's almost like you opened up your brain opened up right. You opened up another area of your brain. You upgraded your your computer software, if you yeah. will. Um, and you know, it's just kind of kind of talking through it. Where do we leave off? Do you remember? I am so sorry. I cannot even speak. It's okay. No, no I, I'm choking. Are you okay? like i can't even have you got some honey no but it's so cool because you know like we might i don't know, think i've had i think i would know if i had a kundalini experience um but you know it's like i i in my own personal life there's so much baggage and so many levels of the ego that you know that i'm learning from and getting through and and you know whatever but the end all be all is that you know what what i think you deliver is is that people like me that are looking that i understand this, this information i don't resonate with the the church necessarily um and i do resonate you know with like saint Clair was was a part of um he was a part of joanna's journey and i's journey as well you know we kind of went through bouncing around information and it wasn't a direct download for us and the, the way it happened to you but there was a there was a thirst that couldn't be quenched for information to learn, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's like some of some of the it's a, it's beautiful because some like you you're you're a fresh face, you know, like some of the older gentlemen like Bill Donahue as an example, you know, it's if you're judgmental and your your ego, it's very hard to kind of get past that because of how old his videos are and you understand what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and so when you know, there's, there's judgment that can happen from people that maybe aren't as thirsty as, as, you know, the, the awakening people of the world are, but, you know, as, as we get these new faces and we get these new perspectives and these profound, 
you know, explanations that, that just resonate so deeply for people that are on that path. And that's kind of, I think where, you know, where Joanna and are, Joanna and I are. Um, <laughs> just mix it together. Right. Uh, are. But it's like, you know, you're sharing your story, you know, for me, just, just furthering brains that the knowledge that we seek, it, it's, it's true. It, it's attainable, right? Everybody's story on how they get there is different and you should have no expectations, right? Of how to get there. It's just simply, you know, walk the walk, seek vision mm -hmm. and you will find it. And, you know, that's what's been such an inspiration, you know, with your books and sharing this knowledge because it's just, it, it resonates so deeply and it's so hard to, to deny the truth in it and, and just the, the Bible and, and, and how it's a, you know, it's an allegory for and a metaphor for your body. And as above, so below, right? Mm. And yeah, so thank you because it's it, it just resonates so deep, and 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 I know it takes. It's almost like you were chosen, you know, and that, and and the fact that you've been able to follow that the respect because we know how hard it is just with the things that we do to walk the walk and talk the talk and to be true and not like you said, let the ego get involved, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the ego is a wild thing. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and I think it, it, like none of us are perfect, for sure. Yeah. Like, and you know, I think we all have moments where the ego wants us for, to fight for something that's actually not important at all. Um, and then sometimes we can step back from that and recognize it. And other times we might get further down the path and then realize like, oops. But, you know, it's my, I have a, a very, um, hardcore like to the book christian friends still she's one of my uh, long standing fixtures in my life i love her and we still have mad debates she's still questioning <laughs> i do but she always says new levels new devils <laughs> and i think like it, interesting. It, it's true because um you know mm -hmm. you think you've you've got to a certain stage and and you know a lot of truth and it really resonates with you and you're so ready to embody that and take it out and you know just not even deliberately share but just be in your truth and that that will be enough but then in certain moments when it's it's really triggering or difficult like you know it, it's it's new levels it's like okay how do I now this person is challenging me or you know or, or whatever the situation is to remain rooted in who I am I know who I am I know what I am I know that I am that I am and what I represent um can be a real challenge to just yes. And that's why we have all those ups and downs and the, you know, you go up, you fall back, you, up, you know, that's the whole part where she said we're not perfect. Right. Yeah. Mm. And, and it's hard because most people, there's expectations of, well, if you're on this journey and you're on this path, you know, maybe yeah. you shouldn't ever fall, but sometimes we fall, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, with the books, like um, Elevation in particular, like really took hold um, when I was about two thirds of the way through lockdown hit and all I could think about was how lockdown was going to affect 
the finishing of that book. Um, but what I now know is that I had to slow down because some of the information that actually needed to come in and some of the realizations that I had to have in order for it to be the complete piece that it is, weren't gonna come until later down the line until I had more context coming in, in different areas. And I did a Shakti um, dance um, qualification during one of the lockdowns. And my instructor, when she was talking about the Shakti fire um, and her perspectives and a couple of texts that she led me to actually became the real like grounding pieces that helped me to push that book to the finish line and help me to feel really like happy with, okay, you know, is this what it's meant to be? Is this, this is where it's come to? I feel good about this now because before I was a little bit like, you know, not hundred percent confident in what, what was being put across. And I still felt like it could be challenged on many levels. Um, so I think our ego, or my ego likes to, it's that old man time thing of, you've got to get this done now. Like what, what's taking you so long? Go, go, go. And actually that's such a pile of rubbish. Like the more <laughs> we're in the flow and more, the more we relax into spirit and divine support, the more like everything just comes and it will be, what it's supposed to be, you know? Like there are things in the cell of life that I wished I had when the God design was released. Like the seed that's born in the solar plexus, I, I understood that, but I didn't have a way of articulating it until I started penning the cell of life. Oh. So it's just, you know, you've got to be open or for me. But it's like funny because that's exactly kind of, I was just telling him before we got on here, I said, you know, it's so cool because it it's, you're saying it in a different way, but it's like, we've been following you. So we're like, to us, it's like, oh, there's more. <laughs> oh, look, the spleen. Oh, look, it's, it's like a, a, you know, you can't always, there's never, there's never anything like the, the, the number one, right? The, the number two is, is, oh, okay. It was okay. And then you, you, the three is like, whoa, there's a huge surprise that makes it just as good as the first time. Um, so, so to us as, as, you know, the, the viewers and the, the people on the side, um, it was a, a good re revelation, you know, for us <laughs> too. you know, I was really excited. I have to say like, when I was like, oh, there it is the little manger sitting yeah. there in the spleen. Like, yeah. Yay. Um, yeah, it was a good moment. But, you know, for some reason, obviously, it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to find it until much later on my own path. So, and, and I think it's, you know, stem cell research is very controversial. Um, and there's a lot of people, a lot of doctors that try and talk about it and try and talk about the power of um, stem cell therapy and, and uh, often silenced. So maybe 
that's why maybe now, like as the world's progressed, we're in more of a place to accept and be allowed to speak about these things. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I if I may, because I like to quantify things, I'm a numbers guy, right? And I'm just curious, like the cell of life to put to put this book into a book. And I know a little bit of something about that working with Joanna in terms of just the process. Mm. But how many hours and books did it take for you to get that into this, if that makes sense? I mean, that particular book, Cell of Life, is the culmination of all of it. Right. right. Yeah. And with this one, because Elevation is a big book, there's a lot to digest. I wanted to make the cell of life really digestible and really just accessible to somebody who's maybe never even been introduced to the topic before, but have enough kind of like uh, references drawn back to the Bible, for example, to quantify it against other things. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that the cell of life it's it's years it's I mean my I have a room that is literally just full of books and pdf downloads that I mm. printed off like literally full yeah. and it's like a running joke in my family that I'm Belle from beauty <laughs> because of this room full of books <laughs> nice and that, and, and that kind of like, I guess, just hammers it home for me because the other thing that I really loved about, and this is turning into a discussion about the cell life, but it's okay, because it's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, again, coming from a science background, one of the things that irritates me the most is what's your source, right? What's your source, notate it. Is there a peer review study, blah, blah, blah. And you provide almost, you know, just line, like section by section, you provide essentially a snapshot of where that came from, right? Mm -hmm. Which which I love because I'm not one to take, you know, okay, cool. I understand what you're saying, but if I have, if I see it from another person's perspective, it's like, it just, it just, the roots become deeper. Right. Mm. And I guess my question is, is like, did you, was that intentional? Is that kind of like, was that your thought process in terms of you know, the regular people? Yeah. hundred percent. Partly because I'm the same as you, like, you know, since this journey began, I've, come to love for example Bill Donahue amazing teacher like thank you so much like one of the great pioneers of this you know kind of yes. 100%, <laughs> exploration um but when I watch him or when I read his website I I'm always left wanting more like what's the reference what's the citation um and I'd love there to be a video explaining about how he has these revelations or what are, what are his sources for connecting the dots that he connected. Because I think, I mean, I hope he never watches this, but he's either part of like some kind of brotherhood where there's some kind of like texts that are not available in the mainstream. <laughs> so he was able to just do this a lot sooner or I don't know, or maybe he was just so well connected that um, to source through meditation and all of 
you know the spiritual practices that it was all like very organic downloads which is definitely possible but i'm sure he must have had to quantify what he was receiving if it was all spiritual through other works right, right. well and he also uh from just me watching him god i don't know how many years for how many hours but um like my files are are going um you know he used to be he used to preach he used to know exactly you know the word he used to do all that stuff um up until he said he had an experience because he was you know yes and meditating i've never i'd love to see him say that i've never heard that part of his yeah and then and then and he used to question things a lot um also and he just really never understood why he would um why basically because of his upbringing um seeing it was very brutal in the way his father was and violence and all of that he he didn't understand well how is that a loving um god and so um that kind of got him into seeking more and and you know it's always those that really go through pain that really seek and then they start to find and he started seeing you know the connections and i think a lot of us start to see the connections and then um link that that's why it was so funny because you said uh, John St. Julian I'm like that's how I started and then from John St. Julian I was Bill Donahue and then from there it was you know and it's you kind of start getting those puzzle pieces that go oh. together because you know you just pick up what resonates and then your background um, kind of puts together those pieces so that you have a big portion of the puzzle uh we have a different big portion of the puzzle um we all kind of continue kind of like together until you create the whole big picture um so it's so cool yeah my voice is back I'm i'm so excited that that's that's his history like yeah thanks for sharing that i need to find that video now and hear him speak about that yeah and reading some of his stuff I would just always be like oh where where like t- tell me more like what would some of the references be like uh for this who else is saying this you know because I guess for our our generation as well we're like we're kind of taught from a young age to critique everything quite you know as much as fairly as we can like I remember writing essays even at school and the teachers saying you know make sure you are using your references properly and make sure you're using at least like three different sources and I guess it just stuck with me that yeah like gotta share our sources also i think it's really cool for the people who authored the original texts Mm -hmm. to get a mention because like this isn't coming out of thin air someone spent hours on this like let's like lift each other up and plus you're providing a puzzle piece because um you know i remember when i was just and the way that i write my books are not just they're not like i'm not saying they're not factual but you know, they're based on my experiences. And then I piece together all that I know interwoven with it. Uh, so it's very different, but 
those pieces that I've collected, I mention in my books because I feel like, hey, here's a puzzle. It's going to take you into a whole rabbit hole mm. of information. And, you know, you know where everybody is. So you know what to share, uh, you know when to share it. For example, I can't wait for Christmas when the Polar Express season kind of actually is that coming soon? Yes. That's soon. That's now. Yeah, soon. So <laughs> so you know, getting to kind of break that down and send that video again um before, you know, so we can watch it and and break it down like like before. Mm-hmm. Um all of those things and then like the last one that you did um the YouTube video on on breaking this this last book down. Um you know, some of my friends are just like whoa and I'm like I know whoa we're like we're the only ones that can be like whoa together (laughs) Uh, because it's so deep so deep so yeah I so appreciate that yeah I remember Um, watching it and I looked at Joanne and I was like and and again this is a little bit ego speaking but I was like is it so cool that there's not a thing that she said that I didn't understand now I still have to do the work you know of course course. (laughs) but it's like you know watching your video I'm like oh my god I understand all everything she's saying and it's amazing to me. Yeah, because it's, it's hard yeah. at first. It's hard at first. I've had members in the Love Your Life tribe, right? Uh, when when you did the interview, they went and they bought the book, The God Design. Um, that they've been members in the academy for about um, over a year now. And so we've been um, providing the baby steps, right? Um, and they've had the book and they said, you know what, I couldn't understand it. And so I put it aside and I'm like, it's fine. And when you do get there, you're going to look at it differently. And mm-hmm. now that you're picking up the book and they're like, I understand it. And to see that it's like, That's so cool. oh my God. yeah, cool. my friend said to me the other day, like, oh, it's like the good design and elevation got together and had the most awesome baby called the cell of life. Yes. <laughs> like, he, everyone should start with the cell of life. I was like, yeah, it's kind of gone backwards. That is so true. Did you think of that though, for real? I did not think of that. Because think about it. The God design would be the male. Elevation yeah. with revelation would be the female because of Kundalini. Yeah. And then the cell would be you know it's it's dielectric it's magnetic it's you know or electric it's the trinity yeah yeah it's really cool I really enjoyed doing the video to go with cell of life as well because I was just really excited to be in a moment where I could just share so freely and have all of the pieces that I wanted and needed to you know go here it is like yay happy christmas because <laughs> uh, it felt really good for me you know my very first video on this subject on youtube it all came about from me just being really excited to to share so yeah sell of life did you been. get a lot of backlash when you first started <sighs> yeah and I needed the excitement to share because otherwise I don't think I would have had the balls to share you know like that was the first time I'd ever spoken openly about you know myself in this way or like my understandings of the higher forces and God and all of those different things before it was all very much just like hiding behind 
what character am I going to audition for? Or, you know, what piece of comedy are we going to try and sell to some network? Like, it was all very like a farce, you know? And I think when I was pregnant um, was when I was connecting a lot of dots and they say, obviously your hormones are so heightened in that time of, you know, feeling very connected and very touchy-feely about things. And maybe that was a part of feeling like brave enough and I mean, there's just not one part of me that would ever go back to not just being relaxed enough to be me. That's yeah. it. Well, know? there's a piece of mind of knowing your experience of this peacefulness that you can't explain. So there's there's a peaceness in that versus, you know, believing in something it's like no I've experienced this and I can't explain it but okay (laughs) yeah and I and I'm too I'm curious um because we have our kids are 16 and 17 right like they've (laughs) you know they I know right sounds weird they you know they understand all these things but they don't you know it's just our son much more actively seeks it and and kind of walks that path than our daughter does and and you know it's not pushed on them but one of the things that we've always talked about and I'm, I'm curious kind of your stance on this is that you know now that you understand all these things you know there's almost I feel like as a parent for me there's an obligation to share that you know with my child mm-hmm. right and, I, and I'm curious how you feel about that and, and you know again whatever you're comfortable sharing but then I also think about you know generationally it doesn't take long right it doesn't take long to shift the consciousness of society from an old school biblical hell fire and brimstone perspective to you are you know you are a perfect machine capable of you know doing the same things jesus did so um yeah i'm I'm curious if you're comfortable answering just like how how you approach parenting with your child and kind of just what what your viewpoints are i mean yeah it's hard for sure um there are certain things um that my son wants to watch like on the iPad, for example, that I'm like, whoa, I do not agree with this. Um, But I try to explain like why I don't think it's great for him to see it rather than just being like, no, you're not seeing that. Like, I I think, you know, he just kind of glazes over because I'm like, you know, this is a form of programming. Like your cells are going to take on board some of what you're seeing and hearing. And the vibration of like anger is not good for your body. So if you're watching angry people or, you know, violence too much of the time, then it's going to affect your cells and your body and he looks at me sometimes like shut up and other (laughs) times he looks at me like huh yeah I'm gonna take that into account so I guess it's just a case of planting the seeds as best you can and allowing spirit to let them blossom like I'm a big I'm still a big fan of the Bible And, you know, in Proverbs, it says that if you lay the foundations well, then 
the rest will be taken care of. So I guess it's just a case of doing what you can. But Christmas is a hard one because, you know, they want all the chocolates, all the sweets, <laughs> all the toys, all the, you know, devices. And, you know, actually December is one of the best months of the year to fast because of what's happening with the sun like dipping really low and having loads of moonlight all the time so our uh, you know our fluidic bodies are getting a real boost so it's no accident you know that the commercial world is trying to you know fill us up with junk and that can be really hard because you know it's like oh I want a chocolate advent calendar mummy it's like oh you, you know what's hard about that too like for example this is this is actually cool oh this is airing uh thursday and monday through wednesday as in it just kind of happens sort of not really um we're doing the hidden meanings of christmas and it's kind of like a redo we did it last year um and one of the members had shown it to basically her family and some of them are very open-minded and wanted to hear it. And, and, and it's like, okay. But then also on others were, they kind of say, oh, it's going to ruin the holiday. So there's people that because they want to stay thinking about the holidays, uh, it's very difficult to adapt to, yeah. um, there's just you know some of these hard truths um but then when you're open-minded you're it like for example she said oh how do you feel about it and and they said oh no this is actually great because i see it on a deeper on a deeper way on a deeper level so everybody's on the on a different scale you know mm -hmm. so there's those that kind of resist it, and then there's those that kind of want a little bit more um i just feel like you know they're all they're going to take what, what they can and everybody's going to spread it a little bit different, you know? So I kind of do it very sporadically. Well, I, yeah, I think, I mean, I think that people, for a lot of people, you know, this is the best time of the year for a lot of people. There's, and, and again, no, no disrespect. I try to try to skate on this or, or walk on this thin ice that we're walking on right now, but you know, there's, there's a bubble that, that kind of get bursts, right? When you talk about these things, I think, to yeah. sort of your mainstream. I mean, something about me that I haven't discussed, I mean, both my grandparents were preachers in the Pentecostal Holiness Church my entire life, okay? So I understand definitely that perspective, and I understand sort of the commercial perspective that you're talking about, but it's like that bubble get burst, and people don't want, their, I'm comfortable in my bubble. You know, I love life here in my mm -hmm. bubble, and that's okay. Um, but I think that that's the, that can be frustrating. I think having those conversations, because, you know, I know for us, you know, we have those conversations with my family quite a bit and they're open to it, but at the same time, they, they just don't want to bust and burst that bubble. They don't want to step into this path mm -hmm. or, or a path to being a better person because somehow I've convinced myself that I'm the best. I, I can't get any better than this, if, if that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's incredibly sad, but it's, it's also you know, one of those things where we, we just drip, you know, we, we constantly plant seeds and do it lovingly with no judgment. And eventually you never know, you never know what can happen and what seed can be born. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, the, the kind of like 
consistency of what you what you're saying to them I guess goes a long way because one of the things that used to drive me crazy about my dad was the kind of hypocrisy of things and the inconsistency of things like Mm -hmm. you know children are so smart and their memories are so on point of like well that's not what you said last week (laughs) yeah it's yeah trying to maintain that kind of like consistency I guess and I wouldn't dream of trying to like make a six-year-old fast over Christmas and say you know no turkey or no pigs in blankets or whatever because you know my husband loves all those things it's like he can just see me do what I'm doing and ask me like if he wants to and maybe one day in years to come he'll go oh that's why she was doing that you know like or not because it's his past so yeah for sure and I think that too leads to kind of what you were saying it's like when we when we try to take these steps especially not with just our close family like you know who you live with husband wife children you know a little bit safer space but you know without with your outside like my parents cousins whatever and they you know they see that because we're we're vegan right? Like we don't, and it's very difficult because they, people just look at you differently. I mean, I, we, I, I'm, we are in the South of the United States, which, you know, it, it's, they eat a lot of meat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's expected that you do the same thing. Um, and, you know, our, both of our cultures are such that, you know, you eat and you eat, right? You eat, that's yeah. what you do. You eat, you get more oh. plate, go back. You're going to get skinny, you know, pile on some weight, go get another plate. And it's just, it, it's so, it's Contradic- so amazing it's to me. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's so contradicting and it's it, it's so frustrating. Like, I, that's one of the things that I struggle with is it just frustrates me because it's like you're judging me, yet I'm not judging you, but I understand things that you don't and you're not willing to even hear my side, but yet I, I'm the one receiving all your judgment. And it's so frustrating. Mm. Like, I struggle with that mightily, personally. Mm. But I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's... Um yeah couple of in-laws that I have but I'm just like whoa what why are you like attacking me I have said nothing but you know what 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 can you do it's really funny actually uh I have a confession that I pretended to drink gin and tonic with them for a good like a year or so because I just didn't have the courage to say I'm not drinking because I knew that the peer pressure and the amount of explaining that I would have to do, um, yeah, yeah, I and I've been able to hack it. Only recently have I been able to be very like open with them and say, "No, I'm, I'm not setting your boundaries." Yeah, right. And I, and I think as you walk that path, and this was my point, is that <laughs> as you walk that path, the judgment happens. Right. That they because we've experienced that just recently as well. Is that where, you know, you oh, you think you're better than me? (laughs) No, I just want to be better myself. That's it. Like this isn't judgment. But I think that's like something that, you know, that we struggle with is just that 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 it's just hard, you know, to be attacked and 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 knowing that you mean you're you're acting in love and 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 it's being received as an attack. So basically like maintain the walk. Like yeah, we're expected to maintain the walk at all times. And if you slip up, somebody's going to notice it. See, you're not so perfect, right? Mm, that's hard. It is. 
Agreed. They're so amazing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's just the other day somebody asked me, like, so once you have this awakening, is that it after everything's a bed of roses? I was like, no, 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 not at all. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to be more equipped and it's going to be a journey and, you know, you're going to feel amazing and enlightened, but that's going to be an unfolding. And there's a reason why the Kundalini comes with a warning because it rocks your world and you notice things about situations that you wouldn't have noticed before and all sorts of things that, you know, you have to kind of relearn to navigate through from, you know, a, a new perspective of having so much of your subconscious like available to you. You pick up on things like little nuances or little glances between people. And I think that's why they say there's a fine line between awakening and schizophrenia or whatever yeah. that thing is. Yeah. When you're very sensitive and very able to read situations like with crazy clarity and you maybe notice people that you thought you trusted and loved like maybe not being completely cool with you or being passive aggressive or just showing some kind of um like uh I'm trying to think of a good word um like almost um bad intentions against you it's like wow I did not see that and it can be quite hard to to accept I think that you know you like another another test yeah like no, oh my sure. gosh was I really this naive um but again like I wouldn't go back so yeah, 100% so agree. You ask to see these things. You asked to, you know, have clarity. And like, I, I mean, I still, I mean, the way that I pray has kind of changed a little bit in the way that I address my prayers, but I still pray for like exposure on like a mass scale. And I think a lot of what's been happening over there lately, like we've been hearing a lot about the Balenciaga stuff and all of this, um, you know, there needs to be more of that like more darkness coming to light continuously and I think that will be a big keep being a big catalyst for like a lot of positive change for all of us yeah 100% agree darkness before the light right mm. yeah for sure you're getting your calls back again mm? you're getting your calls back again <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's like an attack. It's like really now. Ah, you were gonna um that water. What is that water? Uh, well, the bottle. Um, that's really cool. It says I am, and then it has love, light, truth. Yeah, so you basically you charge it in the moonlight you can charge it in the sunlight too yes but you charge it in the moonlight and then drink it um, and so basically it picks up the frequencies of the um imprint that it gets from yeah. 
from the light and then it charges the the water nice and you can set your intentions so but it's it's uh made for the um like medical water basically like living water um that you carry in this type of jar so that it's okay you know so that it stays living we're just not at the living water some of my glasses and stuff are labeled with high vibe words but i've never seen like i like that bottle yes the blue bottle yeah, that's what uh, that's what I guess higher consciousness couples get each other. Because I actually got it was, for, was it for your birthday? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, anyway, it was a gift. It was a gift from me because I have I there's that. his and her one. I have one as well. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so it's like I guess what that's what higher consciousness <laughs> couples get each other bottles to charge water. In. Bottles. For water. <laughs> oh, so funny. I feel like you were going to say something about water before you started choking before. Me? Yeah. Mm Did you have a water thought? Maybe not. No? No. I had had a coughing moment, but I don't think I had a water. Um, Let me ask you, um, because, you know, you're always... Uh, putting something out you're always uh, breaking it down and of course we we're all very ambitious and we're um, always doing something always learning always doing always learning Um, do you feel like you've been able to find that balance that sweet spot between the worldly life and the spiritual life um between the practicing it, between being a mom, between being, um, you know, a businesswoman, all of these things. Um, how yeah, do you handle that? There have been moments when it's become too much of one of those aspects. Um, but I am aware of the fact that they're should be a balance and that also I feel 100% better across the board when that balance is right like one of the ways that I'll notice when the balance is off is when I'm like doing something with my son for example and I know that I'm not present so he'll I don't know say we're just building lego and you know he's chatting happy and this and that and blah 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 and I'll be thinking about almost this is you know too strong I'm just kind of exaggerating to make a point but I'll almost be like oh when's this going to be over so I can get back to what I need to do and then I'll realize like no the these moments are so precious this Mm -hmm. time is you know time is the precious commodity really um and love so forget what you need to do um Mm. and I think it comes back to what I was saying earlier about being frustrated when um I couldn't get things finished in the time that I thought uh they needed to be Mm. finished in um and actually surrendering to the fact that they'll be done when they're done um 
I feel like I was quiet for a really long time, particularly on YouTube, which was where my kind of biggest um, following is because A, I didn't really feel like there was anything I particularly was urgent to share or that I had anything kind of new to depart that was like, it didn't feel organic. And I know like, people make a living out of telling you like this is how many times a day you need to be posting and mm. this is the recipe to send this through the roof and that and blah 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 because I have other friends that are influencers in different areas um you know beauty and what have you and one of my friends is a, a very popular yoga teacher on YouTube and um but she doesn't subscribe to that either. And she's done incredibly. So I think maybe if you're peddling something very mainstream, um, then yeah, those formulas can work. But for me, it's like, if I'm in cocoon mode, then I'm not gonna share anything unless it feels really relevant at that time. But obviously when you've just released a book, and you're excited to share it with the world then like yeah I will post more but I know that there'll be a, another time in the future when I won't feel like I've got much to say or like I don't really want to just say something just for the sake of of saying it so it is a balance for sure and I think it's hard when you work on your own because um, I found myself having to learn different things that maybe I didn't particularly want to have to learn, like, you know, in the business aspect of doing my tax returns or my, mm -hmm. or how do I figure out KDP and how to publish this thing? Like, right, and, right, right. Wait, oh. I have to get format now and, uh, I know. <laughs> like... I mean, those are the things I don't particularly enjoy. Um, but you're guided step by step. Yeah, you just get it done. Yeah. Do you do you find that that the way that the information unfolded to kind of attain attain or ascertain this knowledge kind of happens in that world too, from a from the business side of things, that things just sort of fall into place as as they need to when time. Yeah. Comes? And limits come up right you have to surrender for sure for sure like I released a course recently um that kind of coincides with the cell of life and the whole theme of kundalini and the anointing of Christ um and I had been told for years that I would be a teacher and you know I kind of thought that was I was doing that in a way with the videos and the books. Um, but then one of my patrons, Cindy, I love you, uh, lovely <laughs> lady, um, Cindy Jewell, she's had major health struggles recently as well. So we've been praying a lot. Um, she was saying, you know, like she's on the other side of the world, we've never met in person, um, but we talk a lot. and. 
she said I just need you to break it down like what I should be doing when the moon is in my sun sign so I've just got something really simple to follow and I think that people would really benefit from that and I struggled with that or maybe my ego struggled with that or spirituality versus ego struggled with that because I felt like I don't really want to offer this like here's a formula because that's what everyone's doing so I kind of had to take it away and was like okay like I had thought about doing like live retreats and maybe doing one a month like a different one for a different star sign like each month like come away like let's you know hang out together and do yoga and you know do the practice and have like you know an awesome vegan food that available and just make it as easy as possible for people to walk the walk like to take all the temptations away for a minute and say like here's a really conducive atmosphere to helping you realize this like incredible experience for yourself and it happens by degree you know like people have tingles and things and they don't even really realizing that they're just having a very mild like Kundalini experience or mystical experience. Like someone can tell you a lie and you'll have a shudder and that's like part of Kundalini awakening. So it can be really subtle, but it can also be really intense. Um, so I just kept like mulling over how, how would I do this? How would I do this? And also, like in the UK, I have a certain amount of, um, you know, people around who read my books and everything else. But I feel like if I really wanted to do live retreats, it would be much better to do it in America somewhere because there's just more people who are open minded to what I'm saying. Um, and I think that's not possible right now because I'm unjabbed. Um, so I'm not allowed into the States. So I thought, okay, maybe I could package it as a course. Um, but what I do all throughout the, I mean, it's mostly videos with some downloadable files and things um, and, you know, other like relative kind of resources. Um, is just keep bringing it back to the fact that, you know, like you said, everyone brings themselves along this journey in a different way. Um, nobody's path is identical. Like something that brings a lot of context for me might not mean a thing to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I called the course Super Consciousness Awakening because it's like a building in terms of your own personal position of how open you feel and how connected you feel to the divine in and through you. So it's not like, oh, do this, this and this and it'll be done, you know, because when I did my Kundalini teacher training, um, my guru um kept making that point as well that like it, it's just not going to look the same for everyone it's just not going to be the same yeah. for everyone but there are guidelines 
and they will affect everyone who seeks with a pure heart to seek not to achieve some accolade or not to you know puff their feathers up but because they genuinely want to feel connected and feel that love and have healing and have you know comfort um because so many of us are broken from different things that have happened in our childhood or in relationships or just feeling like we've been betrayed in some way maybe by the media maybe by loved ones it's it's all different like everyone's traumas my kundalini teacher um told me that the definition of trauma is anything that we're not ready for anything that shocks us basically so the scope of trauma could be so minor but also so intense so we all have trauma and I think the greatest thing about the anointing or the kundalini for me is the healing that I've experienced of um letting go of a lot of things that were really deeply affecting me um and holding me back um just from like you know insecurities and grief and all of those things so do you feel like that was a process that happened slowly um as you received downloads and dreams and things like that or was it something that it was very intense very instant very uh I mean I know it was very life-changing when it happened but as far as like the process of when I had that initial experience, I certainly felt loved up beyond belief. I mean, like, I felt like my heart was bursting, you know, like, just so excited, so clear, so in love with everything and everyone and really grasping that, like, you know, we are all one concept was just like, so enriching. Um, but again, you know, like when the dust settles and you're dealing with life, real life in, you know, on a day to day basis and all the little things that that entails, like, of course, um, it was a gradual unfolding as well as like a very like profound, beautiful experience. Um, and it's funny because there are things, um, there are tools that I use even now, like I was having some anxiety last week about something that actually isn't very, you know, particularly important, but it was still bothering me. And just by doing like a heart focused meditation and releasing, like I know that within a period of time you can really just bring back that balance and tap back into the force and all remember that all is well um but we get pulled in so many different directions like mm -hmm. it's easy to get in a spin yeah and i think that's part of the bubble too it's part of the bubble is that you you're almost addicted to this emotional loop 
right? This emotional sort of highs and lows that we get by living, you know, in the 3D sort of commercialized world. Of, of getting distracted and not yeah. really getting to the point of seeking. Right. But knowing, but still knowing that you but need being to pulled, do these yeah. Being pulled in that direction. Constantly, yes. all the time. Yeah. But, but not either having the, the um, desire or the patience or, or just the, the word escapes me that I'm that I'm looking for, but you know the drive to just stay on path because this journey is hard. I mean, discipline, journey, yeah, discipline. Not having the discipline to just just keep it moving. And I think you know, like again, just listening to your story, it's like I feel like my interpretation and the way the way the takeaways for me is it's like you had this unbelievable experience that just created a thirst in you that you want to share with the world. And anyone who who understands it and resonates with it will will be all the better for it, because again, seeking you shall find, mm, right? Thirsty, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so cool because there's some of the questions that I've wanted to ask you, and I'm thinking it in my head, and you immediately like within ten five to ten seconds you answer it. And yeah, it's and it's so. I know you're like. Does she know? Does she, yeah, does she it, know what we're asking her? <laughs> that's funny. But it's so cool too, because again, for me, you know, as as you being definitely someone that you know I look up to, it's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, the resonance and the and the connection as as strong or as big as it may be, that's a sign to me of being on the right path. On the right path. Right. Which is beautiful in and of, in and of itself, at least for me. Mm. I mean, there's so many, like, I I honestly felt when I kind of first realized I was on this path that I there was no one that I could go to, or at least if there were, I didn't know them. Um, and I reached out to, to John St. Julian and was started um, donating on his Patreon and you know, he was very welcoming and, and said, you know, don't worry, like, maybe look at this. And he was really like a, a mentor to me and I'll always be grateful for that. And what I've come to realize now is there's so many of us and it's so cool. Like there's just so many open hearted, noble shit people who are just willing to have like deep really awesome conversations and not hold anything back yeah mm -hmm. real talk yeah real kind of feel that in there yeah, yeah. And it's like and it's like too it's like that's to me in, in my journey it's like that's the pillar the pillar is is that there's no cheating this 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 path you know, you, you only get what you put into it, your own, you know, you're going to have struggles, but it's the beauty of the path is that, right, is the discipline, is the focus that's required, is the rejection of all that is, and the acceptance of, of you know, who you really are, right, and it's like, it's just so, it's so cool, and it's been such a cool journey, and I can't, I can't wait, you know, to, to see what happens five years from now, Look, 30 years okay, from now. Okay, hold on. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I have to share one thing before this ends, before I lose my my throat. <clears throat> I swear, where, where do we begin? Okay. Y all your books are white, okay? 
And I know <laughs> I've said this many times, but I just want to share now that I have the widest one, just so you could see the difference of how much I often <laughs> refer back to your books. But they they go from this like I'm gonna show you. Uh -huh. <laughs> you so see the that? newest whitest one, yeah. That's so funny. I'm trying very hard not to get makeup on it um, because I could see the difference, but I, I find it very comical that, um, I, I don't know, to the, me, it's like a, I, the color of the book is determined by its use. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And so it's nice. like, oh, these are my go-to. And so they're quickly turning um, cream. Very cool. I love that. Kind of share. Really <laughs> it's really funny as well. Like the, um, the picture on the front of going back to like kids the picture on the front of elevation um there was like one day when a few of like Zach's friends had come back to the house and Zach was like oh this is mummy's seashell book because he thinks that the god design cover has something to do with seashells and then um <laughs> his friend Elijah was like oh and what's this cover and Zach was like oh that's the ascension vehicle the dodecahedron mm -hmm. and then like the next day at school one of the mums was like so the dodecahedron like <laughs> talking about this from your house yesterday and I was like oh yeah I was like well the, you know the dodecahedron is the ascension vehicle I mean this is like a mum that I just usually talk to about when sports day I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting into it in the playground. Here we go. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. So it's an interesting life, but I think there's a tendency to feel like, oh my gosh, am I going to be judged? Because the, my Christian friends were so like quick to close the door and judge me. And that was that. I, I think I still... Um, when I meet new people and they ask me about things and I don't know like what their perspective is on things I may hold back a little because I'm like oh gosh please don't judge me and just chuck me aside yeah. because it's fine when it's just me but when I'm thinking like oh you're gonna judge my kid like based on like what I say it's like oh gosh this is real yeah 100 yeah, percent so true. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for um, coming on here and sharing your truth and your confessions and your um, just your, <laughs> your your spiritual awakening story because it it's very um, it's relatable and at the same time it's also a hashtag goals for many people right to. Uh, I mean, you you kind of lay out the process and we'll put all the links as far as your programs, as far as your, um, you know, all the stuff that you have going on. But um, they are each kind of this rabbit hole of your own kind of awakening um, journey. And so to be on here to share your story, um, it kind of just creates a whole nother opening. So thank you so much for um, coming on here do you have any last words no nah, yeah saying I just uh, yeah I say the same thing thank you I mean this this whole season has been cool just hearing so many different people's process mm -hmm. and then how different they are yet how the same they are um, it's it's just a matter of depth right mm -hmm. like each right. person's each person's experience is a little bit deeper or a little bit shallower than the other 
but ultimately it, it's it's an experience leading towards the same ultimate experience it's just mm -hmm. a matter of time and effort and focus and discipline and you know kind of all the things we talked about mm -hmm. but yeah i mean you've you've been instrumental in our journey just in our understanding and in our mm -hmm. sort of feeding um the process and yeah thank you and, and it's been a awesome to meet you. Um, I'm a little bit of a fanboy mm -hmm. uh, of you. So I mean, being able to talk to you and being able to just interact and, and just speak to you directly has been amazing. And thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys.